This is the stinking truth. Why don't we just get to what your area of expertise is? Okay, and that is talking about uh, yeah, but do that stuff that I said before. Yeah, do that. Do it. Do it. Lots to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Another we we had another big week of football. The big game: Philadelphia and Miami. Is it a big game though? Do we have to look at the Dolphins a little bit differently? Because the Dolphins mark. I looked it up. In their five wins, subscribe to the stinking truth. The teams that they've the beaten mm-hmm. are a combined eight and twenty-five. Right. The only two teams they've played that are good, the Eagles and Bills, they lost to both of them. Yeah, I thought I saw something too. Like every time they had played one of those teams, those teams had no wins when they played them. So I mean, you know, you got to play the teams on your schedule, and there's no question that they're dynamic. There's no question offensively. Um they they create issues. Now, last night, notwithstanding, watching that game, they had some offensive line issues, some injuries on the offensive line. Um, I will say that uh, I will say that you look at Tua and his ability to be on time and his just hitting that fifth step. I thought Chris Collinsworth did a really good job of saying, you know, he, he talked about the Joe Montana days. And Joe Montana is one of those guys that, like, I think there were two people off the top of my head, that I actually got up off the bench to watch play when I played in my whole career because I was a big, fat offensive lineman, right? And I'm not getting off the bench to watch your offense play. Who gives a rip? But there were two guys that just I wanted to watch firsthand. One was Joe Montana. Man, he just come. I mean, he just made it look effortless. And then the other was Barry Sanders because he was freaking Barry Sanders, right? You just wanted to see him. But... Um, Chris did a good job of explaining, like, you know, when Joe would hit that fifth step in the top of his drop, and it's just the ball is just out. And how many throws that Tua made, and it really was remarkable, where he's just throwing to a window, and the receiver's coming across the field at full speed, and it's not like he's, like, tracking him. He's just going, I know this guy's going to be in this window, and just, well, it's you know, it's all <laughs> <Yeah>. awkward. <laughs> I, I still can't get I over it. Yeah. I just, there's something, something about, about the, lefties, the, right? But it's not even lefties. Like Steve Young had this smooth, fluid release from the left-hand side. Uh-huh. To it just, it almost looks like he has to contort his body to get any, I mean. He, How about when T- Tim Tebow threw the football? I don't think Team T. I don't think Tim Tebow was really left-handed. That's like I'm gonna go. That's my theory. That's your theory. My theory is he's a, a natural righty, and somebody made him throw left-handed, and it was that bad. But um, but yeah, but Tua is just I mean remarkable with some of the throws that, that and some of the placement and some just the windows and the areas where you're throwing it right at a safety on a line. Like that safety, I'm sure the safety's eyes are lit up like, oh my God, I'm going to get an interception. You start running at it and all of a sudden this receiver comes by. You know, it's Tyreek Hill just vroom. And they didn't have Waddle was, you know, had the back. So he was in and out of the lineup last night. So his back was all tweaked or whatever. Um, yeah, so I think that, I think that, um, I think that I think they're super dynamic, and they had some. You know, they both their starting corners are out, so they've got some injury issues. But again, we can't use that as an excuse because everybody's banged up. Everybody has injury issues, um, so it's not an excuse, but it is a reason that maybe they, uh, you know, they got um, run by by the Philadelphia Eagles. But the bottom line is, um, 
bottom line is they're still a really good football team, a really dynamic football team. Um, and to me, they still could be a real issue for anybody in the league, especially if they get healthy. Think the Eagles are back on their game? Or you still have some questions? I think the yeah, I think the Eagles, again, they're just man, what a great job they've done building a team inside out. Mm. Right? Like when you look at you know, you got the screen pass and Mylotta is out there at, you know, six foot eight. 368, 70 pounds, just twinkle-toeing it, probably singing while he's out there, you know, because he's just this, that guy is melodic. He is, he's got a beautiful voice. You've heard him sing, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. They, they're going to put out another Christmas album. Yeah. All those guys. I mean, they are, like, can you imagine being that talented? Well, I've heard you sing quite a bit. Yeah, I'm not, show it's not good. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know, I think we should put out a yeah mark sings the classics yeah. for christmas anyhow um and then the the rotation of their defensive line with the guys they've drafted and they're just a dominant group they like they can dominate the line of scrimmage and i've always said this you know i'm big on this you dominate the line of scrimmage i don't care who your quarterback is i don't care who your receivers are i don't care i don't care about any of that stuff when you dominate the line of scrimmage You've got a chance to win games, and then you, you know, put the fact in there that they traded for AJ Brown, who's just been um, absolutely otherworldly. Devontae Smith, um, how about Swift, the running back, yeah. and how good he's looked? Yeah, the Eagles, the Eagles are, are a damn good football team, which just goes to show you how good the Jets are defensively. Yeah, and Jets are damn good football. Like it's pretty cool, but I think you know you walk into this thing, and we looked at. Hey, look at all the like look at all the great young quarterbacks in the AFC, right? We got oh man, we got all kinds of young quarterbacks and da 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 and this is good. And now all of a sudden you look at it and the Raiders are, you know, garbage and the Broncos are garbage and the you know, the Chargers, Chargers are, are garbage, garbage yeah. and garbage may be a harsh word, but you know what I'm saying. They don't have a good record. I shouldn't say garbage. What I meant is trash. Okay. I didn't mean garbage. Right. I mean, what I meant yeah. was trash. trash They're yeah. trash. Yeah. Uh, that's is that kinder trash? Is that better? Yeah. Well, I like you know garbage. Garbage. garbage okay. You know, you class it up class a little bit. Up, uh, yeah. The, the garbage a little bit. And but but you know we thought all these teams were great and you know other than the Chiefs, uh, at six and one. But you know the Buffalo Bills. We talked about this yeah. months ago or a month ago that, uh, that I thought there was something wrong with them. They're sitting at four and three. The Dolphins just lose one. The two good teams that they play, they're zero and two against the two good teams. Um, yeah, there's some there's some question marks in in this division. Well, what about the Bills? You, you've said this a couple times. I want to try to pin you down a little bit. You say that something feels off. Uh -huh. Can you put your finger on it? What's off about Buffalo? Well, you know, if I was just to go on to my handy-dandy phone here, and, and I haven't looked at the stats, and I've seen some of the highlights and stuff, um, but I will tell you that the Bills, to me, have an issue with being too enamored with flying. You're averaging four and a half yards a carry, and your running back gets 13 attempts. They have gotten to the point where they think they're a spread college football team, 
And this happened a year ago, and I understand that Josh Allen is a pretty dynamic guy, and you've got, you know, you've got in Diggs and see the cat's name, Gabriel and Gabe Davis. Yep. Gabe Davis, yeah. Um, um, you know, you, you've got some dudes who can flat out play, but I just, I just look at them when it's nut cutting time, when it's gotta have it time. Like one of the things. I used to get myself in a lot of trouble with with Eagle fans. You know, the, the Eagle fans um, get mad at you, right? If they if they don't like what you're saying, but I used to say this all the time during Chip Kelly's tenure there is uh, the Eagles don't know how to run the football. And every year the Eagles would be the number one team when it comes to running the football. They're like, where are you? What are you talking about? You don't know anything. We 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 average 130 yards a game. You know, we're number one in the league, right? Mm -hmm. With Shady McCoy back in the day and stuff. And I would always say, you guys, like you guys, will have 19 carries for the sum total of 38 yards, and then you'll have carry 21 and 20 and 21 both go for 40, right? Like Shady McCoy will break three tackles, or you you'll, you'll hand it draw on third down and 12 and you'll get 36 yards on it right and you have two breakout runs and you think you know how to run the ball and my point my point is when it's nut cutting time when you gotta run it when it's third down and two and you gotta convert when you're in the red zone and you've got to be able to run it can you run it can you line up with that globo gym attitude that says we're better than you and up yours. We're going to shove it up your ass. And the answer is no, because you don't ever do it. It's not who you are. You're a third down and two. We got to throw it. You know, there's there's a conversation I have with coaches all the time. Is, are you a conversion team or are you a shot team? And what I mean by that, on second down and short, are you going to convert it? Are you going to try to pummel somebody, take control of the physicality of the game, and get another four downs? Or are you going to say, hey, we got two downs to get it now. Let's take our shot. Let's run a fade. Nobody's going to, nobody, will, hey, they won't expect it. Let's run a bubble, you know, fake bubble screen shot play. And my thought has always been, I want the battle of attrition. I want to beat you up convert and move on and if you can't do that stuff if you're not built that way or you're not committed doing that stuff you're not going to win the the hard games the tough games well to your point buffalo statistically not bad they're 14th in the nfl and uh yards per rush um doesn't mean anything to me okay and they're up there in attempts as well are they that means something to me. Where are they in attempts? Oh, I'd have to go back and uh, find the exact number. But, yeah, they're they're up there. So I don't believe you. You don't believe me. I don't believe but you. But, no, to your point, the idea, and you've I, I give you points for this. You've always said this, is that you don't, you don't care about a team's ability to run the ball unless everybody knows that you're trying to run the football. And do you, A, have the mindset to try to, run the football when everybody knows you're going to run the football, and are you good at it? Mm -hmm. And to your point, in a 29-25 game yesterday that was you know pretty close throughout, your leading ball carrier had 13 carries. Right. And I think I wonder also when you're trying to say what 
put your finger on what's wrong with Buffalo. You've said this at times about uh, about offensive uh, coordinators out there, play callers. They're just looking for an excuse to say, oh, run game doesn't right, work. Right. Let's turn it over to our quarterback. Yeah. And so, is this an example? So, sometimes the other thing about, about those numbers, they can get skewed. They're 14th in the league right now. They're running the ball uh, at a 43.1% clip. Um, now, the best teams in the league, San Francisco is at 53%. The Baltimore Ravens at 51%. The Eagles at 47%. The Lions at 46%. The Browns at 46%. The Cowboys at 46%. Um, so your, your best teams are running it close to 50% of the time, right there, 46 to, to 53% of the time. Um, but sometimes if you're, if you're up and you've scored a lot of points, like oftentimes the Bills do, against crappy teams right. you you can get more attempts that way right at the end of games but the biggest thing really is not I, I'm a big attempts guy I want I want my attempts um but I'm really about can you run it when everybody in the building knows you have to run it that's kind of how I define the run so there is no statistic for that you know the, you can't put the little number cruncher guy on there and the little analytics boy and uh, and and figure that one out. That that one has to. You just have to actually know how the game operates. Meanwhile, on the other side, how about this first stat? Mac Jones. This I think this was the first time in Mac Jones's career uh-huh. that he's won a game where the other team scored twenty five or more points. Really? So this was a, a a game in which they had to score some points, and he and their offense responded. All right. Is this a aha breakthrough game for mac jones yeah that's a i mean it's a great question and um could it be you finally kind of kind of righting the wrongs from last year and figuring out what your offense is what it could be putting mac jones in positions to to you know use his strengths minimize his weaknesses because that's truly you know, that's truly what, what football is all about. It's not so much about what your strengths are. Oftentimes, it's mitigating your weaknesses are the, the most important thing. But remember, they went through that experiment last year with, um, you know, defensive coordinator and special teams coach being your offensive co-coordinators. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's just dumb. So it's going to take some time. And I think one of the things about young quarterbacks, um, just quarterbacks in general, when you put a, a new system in or a different system in, it takes time. Like, you don't know – think about it from just a, a logical point of view. I don't know what I don't like until I try it, right? I don't know, like, food. What food I like, what food I don't like until I eat it and take a bite and decide for myself, does that, you know, satisfy my taste buds or not? And as far as football plays and, and things are concerned – you don't know what the pitfalls of a play are until you've experienced that play against multiple defenses. So there may be a play or a route combination you really like against a certain defense. And you may run and you may get that defense because, you know, we're game planning and, and we're getting in formations where we're going to get, you know, this particular, uh, let's call it an overfront. We're going to get, you know, some type of cover two and, you know, and that's where we're gonna we're gonna run some smash concept with a corner, and uh, you know, and and you know, that's that's what we're gonna do. And number two is gonna run a corner. Number one is gonna run a smash, or number one is gonna run a flat. And number two is gonna get an inside release, and then he's gonna run a corner. Whatever, right? And, and 
And every time we've run it, we've gotten that. And then all of a sudden you run it and you get some type of cover three. And it's not the same look. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, shoot, you know, I threw a pick and I didn't really see it or I didn't really feel it. And um, and those are the things that you don't know until you know them. And, and I think that's part of the issue. When you install new offenses, you have new coordinators, you have new people, you have new nuance to it and, and the way I want to coach it and what I want your eyes to look for and all that stuff. And it just takes time. Well, no less an authority than Mike Shanahan, who was your coach right. on your two-time Super Bowl winning team in Denver. Uh, How many times was that? Two times. Oh, back-to-back? Okay, I just want to confirm. Back-to-back. Yeah, You're right, okay. we're all about being factual here right. on the Stinking Truth podcast. Yeah. Back-to-back Super mm. Bowl champions. but And, of course, uh, the, the, the coaching tree that has given us Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and um, – uh, Zach Taylor and, mm-hmm. and all these coaches. Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. But what is Shanahan? Because he said that when he was coaching here and I was covering those teams, he he would say it. But he, mm-hmm. he said it to you recently, too, yeah, about he, how long it takes a coach or the play caller right. and the quarterback to, to really get on that same page. Yeah. He always said it, it takes into your third year of running the offense, so two full years. Yeah. Before you, before you see, you know, before you see everything that you're going to run, and, and obviously you're building concepts, right? So you're 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 coming into entry level concepts, and then you're having adjustments to those concepts based upon different defenses. If we get this, let's adjust it to this, and and so you you may go through a season and a half without ever seeing that particular play run against a particular defense. So it's going to take some time. Before all of a sudden you hit it, and then you realize, oh, shoot. Like, there's certain plays I loved running. There's certain plays I was just like, as soon as they called, I was like, oh, I like, like, I like this play. And then there were certain plays where I just knew what the pitfalls were. And you're like, oh, I hate this. I hate this call. I understand why we're calling it, but I don't necessarily like the call because, you know, it wasn't because the play wasn't good. It was because it, my job was tough in that particular play. Um, and so those are things you have to kind of – you have to get a, a feel for – and then you have to understand what the pitfalls are of those particular plays. Like sometimes you're running a play action where you're responsible for pulling down a line of scrimmage and running like a like it's like a, a power play or a trap play or, or a kick out like a counter, a fake counter play. And you're coming down the line of scrimmage and you're screaming down there and you're trying to sell the run because you don't want to not sell the run. But you realize at some point – like, you came screaming down there, and all of a sudden the guy just didn't even respond. He just ran upfield, and you gave up a sack, right? And it's happened to me before. And you're like, okay, you know, coaching point. Come screaming down there and really sell it until you don't sell it anymore. Like, you, at some point you got you to gotta kind of you, you pull the flaps, or, you know, and slow down a little bit because otherwise, otherwise if that guy just goes screaming up the field, you can't adjust, right? And so it's – like you have to understand that these are the pitfalls of this particular play, and you don't ever know them until you, until you, basically until you get your ass kicked doing it, and you're like, ah, all right, all right, note to self. If I ever get that look again, that will never happen to me again. And you got so many teams out there that are just so impatient, right? They're just constantly changing oh. coaches, quarterbacks, play callers, mm-hmm. and you just don't gain that that continuity that you're talking about.